Welcome to the Curator Salon podcast. I'm Gita Joshi and today I am talking to artist Johanna Rossi. Welcome, Johanna. Thank you very much, Gita. I wanted us to talk about your artwork and your ongoing journey with art. So let's start at the beginning because you didn't quite train in art directly. It was something else related. What was that? Exactly, yeah. I studied um, art and design um, at college at A-levels, and then I um, went on to um, a tech college where I studied art and design. And there we studied all sorts, 3D, um, pottery, painting, drawing, and then I went in to specialise in interior architecture, and I did a degree uh, for the three years at Brighton University um, in that. And from there you moved to Monaco, which is really when you started painting. Yeah, well, I'm from my when I finished university um, and I finished my course in interior architecture, um, I knew very much that I didn't actually want to work in architecture because actually um, my even when I went to go and study architecture, what I really wanted to do, um, looking back, was to, to actually study illustration. Uh, when I came out of um, university, I struggled a lot. One because it was nine eleven. Uh, around that time um, so it's a very very difficult time for finding um, new jobs um, and also because I didn't really want to work for an architect or an interior architect. In the end I ended up working for the Walt Disney Company and I um, learned how to design um, children's wear which was great actually because I learned a lot of computer skills in that kind of time I was there and I learned how to do illustrator and that has really served me well throughout my whole career in any kind of job I've done. Um, yeah, and then uh, my husband was born here in Monaco, so we moved down to Monaco, um, and I was doing a lot of freelancing, actually, for the Walt Disney Company. And then I managed to find a few jobs here, um, doing little graphic projects, logos, that kind of thing. And then, and then I ended up working for a photographer who had a fashion magazine here. Um, and that, although that was creative, it was a lot of Photoshopping a lot of touching up uh, <laughs> photographs and helping him on shoots and things like that. But I did learn a lot from him about being a bit more um, perfectionist in your work, um, which is something I struggled with before. I was, I'm, I'm an Aries as well. <laughs> Creative fiery Aries ball. So, you know, I don't um, naturally um, like to finish jobs well. I'm like, okay, on to the next thing, you know, the, the ideas are flowing. Um, so from, from that time with him, actually, I did learn a lot about um, more being uh, precise and precision and ways of working and discipline and everything. So that was great. Um, and then um, my husband comes from a family of restaurateurs. And um, he, we actually met at art college and we studied at university together. Um, but he, were, he, want, he had the idea he wanted to open a restaurant like his family. And so that adventure sent us off in a new chapter. Um, and although we did all the design of that ourselves, um, which was an amazing project actually, it was a kind of a year-long project, designing as well from A to Z, literally. And then it, it, it kind of that's when I kind of started to go further and further away from my initial um, love and passion of painting. So even though I kind of always had one toe dipped in the, um, creativity in some way, whether it was designing a menu or a poster, you know, it wasn't kind of where my heart, you know, lay. Um, and then um, I think it was about a year, a year after we opened the restaurant, my son was born. And that was a, really the start of this whole new chapter. And I think what we're going to talk about now. So, so how did motherhood change things for you? 
Hugely, hugely. Um, in a very dramatic way, actually. Uh, I had a very good pregnancy. It kind of, my whole life changed, actually, when I went to the hospital to have my son. In ways, it's actually very hard to put into words. Um, firstly, the birth was extremely traumatic. Very, very hard birth, which, was, which meant a very long uh, recovery. And my whole life kind of changed because I was physically not well um, and unable to kind of get out as I did before. I went from kind of being in a very social environment, uh, the restaurant, seeing a lot of people, to then kind of being a little bit stranded at home uh, with a baby, um, really little support. My husband was never here either. Um, and that was really kind of, um, you know, I felt like I've had the rug <laughs> taken away from me um, in my whole, all different areas of my life. It sounds quite dramatic, um, but actually it was for me because um, Leandro coming into my life really, it was a bit like he opened this whole world for me. Um, and it was kind of a gradual thing where I just felt really uncomfortable in my life, in my own skin, um, everything. I just became really conscious of, of kind of all my feelings, um, my health, um, the way I saw the world. And I think it was kind of like a lot of people that call that kind of their awakening, um, where they become very much conscious of what's going on around them. But because I had had very little guidance kind um, of as I became a woman and, you know, I had very little experience with children, it was a very difficult time for me. And like, as I say, I've never made a secret of that time. I felt very, very lost. Um, and actually, we were on um, a ski trip in the mountains. I think Leandro was only about two years old. And um, I remember I was just lying in bed one night and just feeling horrendous and I was like what, what is it that's what do I need to do you know what what's going to help with this and I just had this idea to and I said when I'm gonna when I go home I'm gonna make cards you know it was just something really simple I'm gonna make cards and um, so that's what I did I started making little uh, labels for um, actually a friend of mine who did crochet back then and it was just something to use my hands and it felt just really good um, because I'm I'm terrible for buying um, paper products and I you know and just put me in art shop I'm in heaven, and it was just kind of getting a little bit of that joy back. And um, as we were talking before we started recording, history kind of bit repeats myself because when I was um, 17 and choosing my studies, my father was like, you know, you're not going to earn money with with by doing art. Studying art is just not going to bring you money. You need to do something else. Luckily, um, I had a very good professor who set him straight on that. Um, but, you know, my husband was kind of worried because he, you know, he said, oh, you're spending a bit too much time on this. You know, I don't think it's worth, you know, it's not translating to money, this. You know, and that was like, um, that was a real trigger for me. It triggered a lot of negative feelings and, and feeling like I wasn't allowed to do that. You know, it was like, oh, I shouldn't enjoy myself. You know, it shouldn't be, I shouldn't have this ease in my life or this enjoyment and, I, I remember the day I actually packed up all my art stuff. And I just remember that day. I just felt so sad. I was like, well, but at the same time, <clears throat> I'd been going through a lot of health problems, as I said, um, after my, the birth of my son. And my body was kind of having a bit of a breakdown. Um, and I really wanted to get myself out of that as well. Um, so I started looking into different ways that I could heal my body naturally because I'd been to so many doctors and they were like, yes, you have a lot of inflammation, but we don't know why, etc." So I looked into healing that inflammation. Basically, I ended up down, down the route of becoming a health coach. 
anyway, so um, I ended up yeah, having this coaching business um, and ultimately I, I just got very ill because it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. My body was like, what are you doing? And, you know, yeah, learn about, learn about the food, learn about the health coaching for you um, because, you know, you need to heal yourself. It's going to serve you well uh, for your family um, to nourish them as you go forward. Um, it wasn't something I was supposed to give away you know, all that knowledge and that energy. So I got very sick and I actually, I got um, diagnosed with Crohn's during that time as well. There was a moment when I was like, you know, I'm no, I, I need to create, I'm a creative and I know, I just knew there was a point where it was like, you have to stop um, kidding yourself now and give yourself permission, allow yourself to be an artist, you know? So I let everything go because there was no way I would have time um, to do my art. It just wasn't going to happen and for my health as well. So I let it all go. So it, this was at the point now you decided really to immerse yourself in being an artist and your creative endeavours. Exactly. I, um, yeah, I, decided, I decided that I needed that time and I deserve that time to concentrate on my art um, because obviously I hadn't had a paintbrush in my hand for over 20 years. I just knew that I couldn't do it all. It was really a, question, a, a period where I defined what my all was um, and my all had to be very small if I was going to manage it because I'm someone I suffer from uh, feeling overwhelmed and feeling anxious and it kind of was that turning point for me where I needed to kind of say to myself this is the point where you start to take more care of yourself because you know you're starting to understand who you are what you want and what's important to you that was kind of three main things for me you know and I'd kind of ultimately, I'd understood I had choices in life rather than, you know, life living me, I could start to live it. Um, but then again, I was a newbie. I was kind of novice, all this kind of, okay, I, you know, I can kind of make my days a bit more, you know, how I want them. You know, and last year was very much um, about exploration. My word for last year was explore. And I let myself experiment, explore, pick the brushes up again. Um, and if you've been following my work or if you go to my uh, website or my social media feeds, you'll see the work has progressed and changed a lot. And that's literally just me unearthing what needed to be unearthed to get to where I am now. And you talked before about using feelings as the compass. Yeah, that's been a huge thing for me because, as I said at the beginning, this started from bad negative feelings. When I had Raising Women and I had my podcast and I was trying to encourage women through their own journeys, I was always very wary that I didn't want people to think that, you know, I had it all sorted because I was coaching. All this journey and even now, what I paint, what I paint now is very much about my own um, feelings of being uncomfortable in myself and in the world. And a lot of that has been about self-doubt. So really, for me, this journey of self-discovery has been about getting away from negative feelings, understanding how I actually want to feel in life and understanding what makes me feel that way. You know, so instead of, you know, last year was like, okay, I, I'm an artist. And I know my, my medium, I really, I love painting, you know, so... I started painting and my paintings were, it was like a tap had been opened, you know, it was loads of color, loads of texture. There was a lot going on in those paintings at the beginning of last year. And there's some of them, like, I don't think I'll even w would want to sell them because they mean a lot to me. It's a 
it's like so much of me have gone into some of those. Um, and then as the year went on, my art just cha- it changed a lot and it got a lot more minimal as I kind of was like, you know, what, I don't need to say as much now, you know, or, you know, it was kind of like, I'd rather say a lot with less, you know, but then I was still kind of not really happy with um, my process, um, how I, how my days were, how I felt during my days. I, yeah, I'm painting, uh, I'm, I'm an artist, um, you know, I'm selling paintings, but I still don't feel good. It was very much a process of, okay, write down all these negative feelings and what's making me feel that way. And then on the kind of the other side of the page, right, how is it I wanted to feel? And I'm a very visual person. So a lot of that actually go through images of kind of like um, what evoke feelings in me. Um, I'm like, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've made no admittance of that. I've felt lost a lot in my life and along this path. And when I visually see things, it really helps me to pinpoint, you know, where I want to be or what I want to do. Um, and I... You know, I make vision boards fresh every year and I update them for that reason, to keep me focused. Um, So at the end of last year, I spent weeks kind of really little on social media because I find that very hard and we can talk about that afterwards because I think that's really important uh, for artists now. But I just sketched and I sketched and I sketched without any expectation or without thinking, I want to sketch this. I was just letting my hand move and say, okay, what's coming up, what's coming up? Now, obviously, it's no surprise that that was going to be figurative Um, because I think really to describe this journey and describe this journey as a woman and to describe those feelings in a minimal way um, without having to feel like I have to write an essay with every painting or every piece, it was going to have to be figurative for me. Um, So that's where I'm at now. um, And my word for this year actually is focus. And my mantra is more slow and steady, <laughs> you know, trying to calm the, the, the inner Aries. I can often feel like if I don't get kind of an immediate response to something, that it's no good, you know. That's kind of me, a, a character trait of me where I've kind of, I have a lot of self-doubt and I don't feel like what I'm doing is enough, what I've done in the day is enough, uh, what I'm creating is enough. And that comes kind of like, you know, from stories growing up um so this year really is about focusing and allowing myself to kind of you know grab onto those feelings that I want to feel and um keep on that slow and steady track of you know following that through and giving myself permission to have time so what does focus and slow and steady mean in terms of exhibiting and selling for you what I did um also at the end of last year was set out a plan and those who follow me on social media will have seen I, I did some stories about it um because although I'm kind of as I spoke before I kind of I like to wash on I'm actually somebody I need to be very organized because I suffer this overwhelm I need to I like to have a plan I like to know where I'm going um and I planned out um I planned out kind of the year a progression a projection for 2020 but I really kind of concentrated on the first six months of this year from January to July. What I've done is, um, I think I've got six releases, um, but my, one of my kind of dreams this year was to open a print shop. When I say focused and slow and steady, I've understood that with things like um, social media, the platforms I'm using, which are mainly uh, Instagram and Pinterest, 
these take time. And um, even though you feel like you're putting a lot of energy into it, it takes time for people to see you. And it takes time for people to understand your work. And it takes time for that kind of ball to get in motion. And, you know, it's the snowball effect, the domino effect. Um, and I'm really lucky because I have a wonderful community online and I've made some amazing connections. I found that really supportive in my journey you know, as an artist as well. And, and personally, actually, I've made some really nice contacts. So what I've done is program the end of January and February, I'm going to release prints. Uh, then in March, my first collection of paintings for this year. So my idea, looking at that kind of focus and slow and steady, is that at the beginning of the year, I really wanted to kind of carry on with this um, practice of sketching. So in the morning, I'm doing warm-up sketches. I'm um, sketching and then painting and drawing an ink on paper and then building up to kind of um, canvas in the afternoon. So my idea for to release the prints at the beginning of the year um, was that that would continue this practice of drawing and sketching and different ideas and getting feelings out onto paper and how would they look and then those translating into canvases later on. From a business side, to be able to kind of get those prints out at the beginning of the year and then, you know, just slowly grow them um, through social media, through Pinterest and kind of build up that interest um, throughout the year knowing that they're there already and then I can concentrate on my original paintings. Pinterest is new to me this year. Um, although the reason I want to use Pinterest is one because personally I love Pinterest. Um, I always end up down rabbit holes in Pinterest but not it doesn't bring stress in me. It doesn't bring like Instagram does. It doesn't make me feel antsy or anything. I just really enjoy it. Um, and, uh, and I think the potential for um, business through Pinterest is high. Um, I've downloaded workbooks about it already in the three weeks, which I've implemented changes. I've seen a huge um, rise in unique viewers. And now I'm slowly starting to, as I create my prints, get them on there as well and get them shared out. And why I love it so much for this year is because Pinterest is all about the slow and steady. You know, it's very much about kind of you plant those seeds and then you, you know, watch them grow. And I just find it much more, for me, my character type, uh, the energy and the time I have, found it in, just in these few weeks, much more fruitful. You haven't got the connections like you have on Instagram, that personal connection. But I just find, um, I mean, I've been on Instagram now for properly, I think, four or five years. And I just find a lot of energy, even if you kind of have, done courses and you've learned things to it there's a lot of energy that has to go in it to make it work I feel whereas Pinterest I, I find it much more enjoyable and this is I think one of the big differences because before everybody was on Instagram Pinterest was the visual supposed social media platform but of course it's more a search engine than a social media platform anyway isn't it because typically yes, you go exactly. on there to see to find something right we enter something into the search word uh, field rather than on Instagram, we might go on to see what people are up to and really we get kind of very much, it's all about the recent feed. Whereas Pinterest, you're actually searching for something and you might find something that's been there for two years. As you say, that snowball effect and the potential for that is, is really great. Um, so let's actually move along to Instagram a little bit because um, I think this is one of the conversations we had earlier around it can be overwhelming. You can feel like putting your work out there you know, the number of likes and things like that is looking for validation, especially if you've got self-doubt around it. 
I will say, one, uh, first of all, with the positives, Instagram, it's an amazing tool. It's amazing. Um, I am extremely grateful for Instagram because it, it allows me the freedom to mother. In Monaco, it's very hard to do what I do and make a good living out of it. It's very special here. So Instagram allows me to be at home, work from home, and have a window to the whole world. And this, honestly, it's, this is an amazing thing. The problem I have with Instagram, and it's a very personal thing, I think a lot of people can use it and they have no problems at all. One is the kind of time aspects, which this year, as I say, with my focus, my slow steady, I've very much allotted time in the day and say, okay, this is my time, which I concentrate on Instagram. These are the times I post. That has really helped me so far with the whole kind of energy level and feeling like it's kind of sucking good energy away from me. But it's that kind of, as you say, the most important thing, I think it's feeding that self-doubt. So if you're someone who already has that kind of feeling of, am I good enough? Is my work good enough? How is this going to be perceived? Already, one, it's hard to put your work out there into the world to be seen. Two, I think you kind of, you also, with, as you say, Instagram is a social thing, so you have to put yourself out there which I'm not very good at. I'm very introverted. I'm quite happy living as a hermit. You know, kind of three, that thing of like, okay, now I've put it out there. The whole thing with Instagram is, is that, you know, kind of growing numbers, converting those numbers. So ultimately, even though we can, okay, it's not about how many follows, how many likes. If you do get a piece of work that doesn't have as much likes as maybe something else, even though you reason with yourself and say, okay, maybe the time I posted, I didn't put the right hashtags or, you know, it's just not getting seen uh, now because of those reasons. You still have that thing of, oh, maybe it wasn't as good as the last thing I did, you know? So even as much as you say, oh, you know, I don't think like that. Or it's not about that. For somebody like me, it, the thoughts will always come into my my head. And also kind of then, you know, when I was online quite a lot with my podcast, it was that expectation feeling of, oh, what are people going to expect of me? And when, if you start posting like a lot or putting a lot of yourself out there, it was like, oh, people now expect that of me now. And, and I don't like that. I don't, I don't like to feel obliged about doing things, and especially when it comes to my work. I was like, I don't want to feel like I have to be on here all the time or give so much away or, you know, and, um, you know, that was a, a big thing when, you know, when I let go of the podcast and everything that was a big weight actually off my shoulders because I, I felt like it was just too much for me. Um, but because my art really is me, um, it's a lot easier for me to share now, you know, but I'm at this year, I'm very conscious of kind of what I'm sharing, how much I'm sharing. And because I like to properly connect with people and, you know, I think to properly connect with people, you have to be authentic and you have to share certain parts of yourself. Um, so I have a tendency to overshare sometimes but I'm being a little bit more reserved about that this year, I think, just for my own, just my own energy levels. So the next thing coming up for you is the print launch at the end of January. And where can people find you online? Yes, exactly. Okay, so if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Johanna Rossi Art. And my website is the same, um, johannarossiart.com. And if you go from uh, the profile linked in my Instagram, um, you will get all the different links to my print shop and my original art. And then um, if you want to get in touch. Brilliant. And I will put all of that in the show notes. Thank you, Joanna, so much for spending time with me this morning. Right. Thanks, Gita. It's been an absolute pleasure.